Greetings there travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Oh, it is hot outside. I never thought that I would be having finally one of these what are these things called? Slurpees. Oh, a Slurpee? Yeah. Well, Wingover decided to go out and do a little bit of dimension hopping and I said it's way too damn hot. Come bring us back something nice. And brought back these uh Slurpees. Real good though. Oh. Oh my nose. Okay. I travel this is gonna be a minute. Why don't you go over to speak to Wingover? Greetings there, Travelers. It's me, Wing Ever Gimble, famous name bad. I'm just sitting here enjoying a slurpee. That's pretty much been my day. Oh, it's just so hot out. You know, it's one of those days where, like, you want to go outside because when you look through the window, you're like, oh, that looks nice. So I'll, I'll, maybe I'll take a stroll down near the near the docks or something like that. And then you open up the door to go outside and that wave of heat hits you and you go, nope, and you close it. Then started to fire up this old, this old portal doohickey thing in the back, and it takes you to random places sometimes. Sometimes it, it actually works. But I got to go to this one place that sold Slurpees, and I had these before, and I was just so delighted I brought one back for Michael. And Michael keeps getting brain freeze. Not me though. I'm, I'm seasoned. I know what I'm doing. Take your time. Enjoy it. Go through the ride of the Slurpee. Oh, right. I'm supposed to be telling you about Baldur's Seven. Okay, yeah. All right, yes. Where were we last time? Oh, yes, Ronnie. Ronnie set up that town. Finally, the long con of finding the clone, getting out of the big picture, and just sitting off the side and doing what Ronnie does best playing music in shifty bars. So, Ronnie is excited. But today, we're going to be following along with Kelsar, Draxir, and Borodon. But first, we have this, um, we have a BattleBots person. Why are you working for BattleBots? I enjoy folly work. Really? It, I thought mind flares were more like, you know, researching things for Millennium, fighting Gith Yankee and Githsarai, like, you know, doing that kind of thing. No, not all of us. Do you want me to do the battle bard spiel? You know what? Sure, why not? We've had them all now. Ooh. All right, Michael, check off Mind Flare. Come to battle bards if you wish to bring your games. The sounds such as transdimensional screaming. Or perhaps you want the howling souls of your departed. Maybe you need the sounds of your gladiatorial experiments crushing each other with random weapons you found outside. They have it all at BattleBards.com. Okay, you can... You can go sit over there now. You, you think that I wouldn't be scared anymore, right, travelers? I watched a giant creature come down from the sky and destroy a third of a planet. I've danced with gods. I've I've been out there. You know, I've done the adventuring gig, but <laughs> they are just some creatures. They give me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, travelers, before I bounce into this, we got a little bit of fan mail here. Let's pull it open. This one is from Andrew Palmer. Five stars. Immersive narrative. Amazing audio quality. Fun PCs with a brilliant DM. Why haven't you started listening yet? Why, thank you, Andrew. They are actually the, the GM of uh, uh, another show called Chasm Quest, where they, they do a lovely tale where they, they sail out to new lands, uh, new elven lands, and actually side with the locals there to try to stop the, the old weary tale of colonialism. Instead, they wish to turn the tides and make sure the people have their home for themselves. Uh, you should stick around to the end, travelers. We, 
We have a special trailer from Chasm Quest. Alright, travelers, where did I leave off? So we have our three. We have Draxir, Kelsar, and Borodon. Last we saw of them, they were being ripped through a portal. We didn't know what was going to happen. We don't know where they're heading to. Kelsar's map had unfurled and opened up this portal and arms were drawing them in. Let us join them with the sins of the Silver Shield, part one. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here, the Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. begin where all of you are ripping through this portal. These ghostly hands grab onto you, pulling you in, and you find yourselves all traveling through this tunnel. Light is bending, colors are swirling. You are going past planets. You are going past stars. You are going past solar systems. Everything is just flying by you until you see your destination and you rip through the other end of the portal, stumbling forward. <sighs> the first thing to hit you as the sensation of falling suddenly stops is the smell of wood smoke. It immediately fills your nose as you are hit with a soft cold wind. You look around to see an overcast sky and the remnants of a village. Burned out husks of buildings are all that remains as the scorched earth leaves nothing to grow. An old twisted forest lies just beyond this burned out village, but no sounds of animals can be heard from it. As one of you takes a step forward, you hear the snap and look down to see you're all standing on dozens of burned bodies. You are all standing on a mound of skeletal remains. The clothing, flesh, hair, all that has been mostly burned away. You see each body has a set of horns, some larger than others, and weapons of fine make are scattered about on the ground. Oh, oh no, no, no. Oh, no. oh my god, what, what happened? What the hell happened here? This is horrible, but... Who did this? Who did this? Huck! I'm just gonna kind of battle up to Kalsar, put an arm around his shoulder, kind of steady him. What the hell is happening? Why don't you go take a seat somewhere? Is this my home? Is it's is, is it all been burnt to the ground? Is there nothing? All we can do is look around right now, Kalsar. Maybe we can find out what happened. And you can use, uh, like, that spell for me to, like, see what happened in the past. I think I do have it, but I don't, I don't think that I have it memorized. Oh, you mean, like, your, your special ability, um, from, like, your time magic, where you can touch the, something and then see into the past or future of it? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm going to use that spell. Sure. I mean, I don't... I think you just mentioned that I had that and it's just, like, part of, like, the time domain. Yeah, it's just like how Kelsar has, like, a fire sword and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just grab, um... What would look... What would be the closest to a memento. I'll get, like, the piece of jewelry. So you grasp on to this piece of jewelry board on and start concentrating, you feel the flow of time ripple around you. And the rest of you all see this as well. You can all see now that like Bordon is like projecting this memory all around you. 
you see suddenly these buildings are whole, but they're on fire. The sky is this blackened color filled with smoke. You see there are people much like Kelsar. They have the these tiefling horns. They have this, this silvery whitish hair. Uh, some of them have darker hair. You see that all these tieflings are running about. Uh, some of them are fighting back against armored individuals. Others are just trying to run to safety. You actually see now that as the memory starts forming more and more, the armor is the armor of the Order of the Silver Shield, the very paladin order that Kelsar is a part of. And you watch as a number of these tieflings are being slain. Some order members are being cut down. This one man walks up and he has this bandage over a part of his face and he's carrying this little tiefling boy under him. And there's blood on the tiefling, there's blood on him, and he looks as pale as a ghost. He looks over and speaks to another man who suddenly appears in front of all of you. And you recognize this uh, other man as the paladin Dan Bright. And the, the other man who's holding the tiefling boy says, uh, Stevenson, sir. My name is Devin Stevenson. Uh, I found the boy being held by his parents and... I, I managed to secure him. Please take him. Dan, who has a bandage over one of his arms that's in a sling, and there's, the fighting is ongoing all around, doesn't seem phased by this, looks grimly at Stevenson and nods and takes Kelsar without saying a word. You watch as Devin starts walking back to this burning village, slowly muttering to himself, I did the right thing. I did the right thing. I did the right thing. And just walks away. Dan turns and throws Kelsar over his shoulder and starts heading towards this glowing cyan portal that opens up. And just as you watch as Dan disappears, the house that Stevenson walked into completely collapses and you're just watching these tieflings around you are being slain people are screaming and crying out as you are all just watching this massacre that these paladins are enacted <laughs> enough enough I've seen enough please please make it stop please but the memory keeps going and it keeps playing Please, I, I can't see anymore. Murder, please. Can I feel the heat? Yeah, it really feels like you're here in this moment, but all the people themselves look like shades. Oh. No, stop this. Stop this. You... Won't stop, can't stop, Kelser. Stop killing. What are you doing? The portal is behind you that Dan is going towards, so Dan is coming basically straight at you with this young Kelsar slung over his shoulder. Uh, I run up to punch the shade of uh, Dan. <sighs> you son of a bitch! And you fall right through the shade with a shimmer of cold going over you as you collapse onto the ground and it's quickly replaced by the heat of the flames. Uh, uh, is there like any source of water close by? I mean the the village is there. It is on fire, but uh, there is like a, a sizable village. What what I can do is look for like this source of water because they probably have a well. A village without a well is not a village. It's just a death sentence. I'll, I'll just tell Kelsar, my friend, you need to calm down. I'll, st I'll try to reverse like this situation I'm kind of traumatized right now so I'm kind of just like just kind of like crippled into inaction through grief yeah yeah I'm gonna try to console Elsor and uh, actually I'll touch him on the shoulder and cast uh, heroism so you're going to leave the like the, the healer of the group wandering alone Okay. You always split up. That's what you'll do. Plus, Bordon's like a tank. <laughs> I know, I know. It's because I'm literally just like a huge barrel of HP. 
you know? Well, but I mean, like, how far are you really going to go looking for a well? I don't know. Maybe it was like a metropolis of a village. You also have thaumaturgy, so if you need to yell for help, you have pretty good range on that screaming voice. <laughs> Unless they cover my mouth, and then I'm... You guys will never know. Oh my god, you're all so dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so, Draxir, you cast Heroism on Kelsar, and this energy flows through you, Kelsar. It helps giving you a, a little more control over yourself. You feel it just, like, pumping right through you. You're, you're able to stand properly and take deep breaths. Y you also get five temporary hit points, by the way. Oh. <laughs> So, Boridon, you start walking towards the village. You are making it through. All this smoke is causing your eyes to water, burning your nose. You see these translucent figures fighting one another, some running into buildings, others running into the woods, and that you see paladins chasing after them. You are making it through this village. The smells of the the wood, the the burning flesh, the blood in the air, and you finally make it through. After walking for maybe five minutes, you do see a large well in what must be the center of this small village. You see a number of burning buildings around it. So I get to the well. Can I try before that? Can I try like speaking with the dead? With oh no, you know what? Forget it. I mean, but it would be hard to get their attention, right? Because, I mean, it's easy to speak with the dead when there's just a corpse. I, I think you could still muster it. I think if you wanted to try, you, you could definitely make an attempt. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that it's going to be very helpful, especially because I know what happened. So, I mean, I, I could get, like, a very specific information of someone who died, but, I mean... At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be, like, any different from what I'm seeing. That's fair. You know, so I'll just try to, you know, get, like, as much as much information as I can from my surroundings, and then I'll use, like, spells for that. Okay, so I, what I'm going to do is, like, I'm, I'm just going to check if there is water. Is there, like, any water inside of the that well? Yeah, it's at a very good level. Like, how much water? Can I raise the water enough to start, like, flooding the city? You think so, yeah. Okay, so that's what I'll do. All I'm going to do is just, like, I'm not going to make the water, like, I don't know if that's the right term, but, like, agitated or anything like that. Okay, so you're gonna have it, like, bubbling up, like, coming out of there. Yeah, it's, it's just like a, a clogged toilet. You know, that's basically what it is. No, not, not the bubbling part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all, right, all right, yeah. Flowing out like a fountain. So it's slow at first when you're casting this spell, but as you finally get a hold of this water, you manage to get it start flooding outwards. And it, it, it's coming out of this well, not like a geyser, but like it's, it's coming out at a good steady pace. And the water is flowing outward, the hissing sounds, the flames is going out. And as this water is going and putting out the fire, the shades are slowly starting to disappear. These echoing voices just trailing off into the ether. And Kalsar, you and Draxir are standing just kind of like on the outskirts of this village, uh, a little ways from where you first originally came in, that mound. And you now see there's water starting to flood out of the village, putting out these fires, the shades disappearing, and it's coming towards you. You see this water is like a, a murky black mixed with all the ash that it's been going through. What's, what's going on? Uh, it's probably Borodon that he wanted to put out the little fires. Uh, oh god, my head. I'm sorry, Kalsor. Is there anything else you wanted to do at the well, Borodon? I mean, there, there is no point of me staying at the well, but what I wanted to, to see is if there is, like, anything of interest close by. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and roll me an investigation? So I got 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're definitely going to find something. Let's first quickly go over to Kelsar and Draxir, and then we'll we'll come up with what you, what you found. What on? 
What, what do we do? Well, I guess we should go find Borodon, if you don't mind. Or we should find somewhere to rest for a bit. It's been quite the experience for you already. Find Borodon. Okay. And then uh, I guess we'll look around for him. I don't know if we have a good lead on where we would think he is from there. The village isn't super big. Uh, it doesn't take very long. You start walking towards the source of the water, because the water is clearly flowing from somewhere, and uh, it, it doesn't take you very long to find the well and Borodon at it. But Borodon, as you're standing at this well, you were looking around, just scanning your surroundings, just to see is there anything that is standing out. And one thing catches your eye immediately. There is a cell door. This one building that's half collapsed, the front of the wall is completely gone. You see a pristine cell door is inside of there. It doesn't make any sense. And Kelsar, you and Draxir come trudge your way through the water and you make it up to where Bordon is. There, there, Kelsar. There's no more fire. You're good now. Thank you. Thank you. So, can I check, like, the cell door? Yeah. So, you two now see this as Bordon is walking towards it. This pristine cell door in this burned-out building. And Bordon, as you come up to this cell door, you kind of give it a little bit of a rattle, a little bit of a shake, and you can tell that it's open. It's not locked at all. Okay, so I just open, like, the, the, the cell door. So, Bordon, you open this cell door. It swings open with a slight creak. And looking inside this area, you couldn't see through the bars before, but now that the door itself is open, you see this is a cell. It is completely made out of stone. There is a cyan blue light that's illuminating it. In one corner, you can see a cot. Uh, in another corner, you can see uh, basically what looks like a, a toilet. There is a few amenities in here, but it's very bare bones. You see sitting on the cot, knees up to their chest. There are tear streaks down their soot-covered face. There's a little tiefling boy. And you realize this is Kelsar. This is Kelsar from what must be when he was maybe 8 to 10 years old. Is it possible for me to send a message to the peasants? It's like a very simple message to Kelsar in the past. Yeah, that's something you could do. It's just like a, it's more of like a, a soothing message, you know, rather than, you know, like trying to screw up the past. It's just like... Kelsar never existed. It was all in your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like I was I was just going to say that like the best is yet to come like for him not to like lose his faith cuz the best the best is yet to come. All right, for sure. Uh make me a caster check. Okay, so I'm going to use my inspiration. I mean, cuz you know, just in case things like get sideways. My first one was 11 and my second one 22. I'll, I'll go to to the young Kelsar. So, Draxir and Kelsar, you, you come into the cell and you, you see Bordon there, and Bordon, you crouch down to Kelsar. And as you concentrate using your chronomancy, a soft light glows around you, and you whisper these words, these reassuring words to help comfort this crying Kelsar so far in the past. And Kelsar... You remember words of comfort, but always in your memories it was Yegditha who was whispering comforting words to you when you were trapped in those cells, and the cell was in your village. And now you're watching. Those words were from Borodon. I just wanted to reassure, like young Kelsar. You're all watching this, and the cell door behind you closes. This young Kalsar is, is sitting there and wipes away a few tears, nodding as though they can hear Bordon clearly. And they lie down on their cot and stare up at the ceiling as their eyes slowly close. And 
this young Kelsar is gone. And the cell door behind you slowly swings open, but it's no longer a cell door, it's a closet door. And you can hear the sounds of scuffling and fighting uh, that are ringing out in the distance. And you can once more feel the heat coming from that door, but you see there's a number of clothes that are immediately in that door, blocking your view. I'm gonna go through the closet. Yeah, I'll go too, with Gelser. We're in Narnia now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As the three of you push apart these clothes, making your way into this closet, the door behind you closes and now it's just a wall. You look forward and you see this this young Kelsar is standing there, about the same age as the one before, but they're they're in a clean set of clothes, clean tunic and pants, and they're looking over at this woman that Bordon you recognize to be Kelsar's mother, as you've seen her before in a dream. She's crouched down near Kelsar's face and she has her hands on both of his shoulders. Kelsar, I need you to be really strong and brave for me I need you to just hide in this closet and no matter what no matter what happens I need you to stay there stay there and be safe Kelsar no matter what you hear okay I can fight them now mom I'm stronger now I can fight them the young Kelsar nods his head and both of them do not hear your words as you're, you're shouting out You see that your mother is wearing what appears to be leather armor. She has a spear that's leaning against a wall, and there's a a few knives that are tucked into her belt, and she kisses you on the forehead, Kelsar. You can feel it as you're standing there looking down at your younger self. Your younger self is being pushed back towards the closet, and your mother, she looks at you, she smiles, and then grabs the spear and goes into the next room. No, 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 Bob, don't go out there, no. You hear the sounds of scuffling in the other room, combat, and then suddenly they stop. The spear clatters to the ground. Blood starts to spill into the room that you're in. A boot walks over the body and you see as Devin Stevenson is walking into this room, looking right at the young Kelsar, face pale, and they go and grab the screaming young you and begin to drag you away. And now you see, as you are all standing in this room, the closet door is closed, and there's just an entryway that's leading into the next room, but... It's instead of the normal red flame that you saw that was illuminating this area, now it is once more a cyan blue light that is illuminating the next room. What is this? Oh my god, I, I I don't I don't know what this is about. Was my was my whole life a lie? I I need to know. I need to know more. Well, as long as you're sure, then let's press on and see all that happened here. I have to find out. I have to. I have to know the truth. I'll just kind of walk like right beside Cal, sort of support him. Thank you, Draxia. Again, am I supposed to change the past? <laughs> I mean, I can. I can't Pro- Probably very carefully. I mean, but what's the point? What am I supposed to do? I mean, Kelser is what he is now because of everything that happened. I mean, so, Brent, did did Kelsar feel any different after what I said? You know, like, do you have, like, a recollection of, of, you know, me saying something to you? Or, like, not at all? I have a recollection of something missing. Like, it's just a hole, then? Yeah. Okay, so it's just missing something. Okay, so what I'm going to do, Lucas, is... you want me to do something now? I want to keep going. Do, do you want your past to be changed? Yeah, change this. Oh, but that's where you're wrong, my friend. But it's volatile as hell, so... The problem is, 
if you change this though, what's gonna happen? Like, if you change this, then I won't exist. Sure. Or or something. We we don't know what could happen, or something even worse could happen than this. That's true. I mean, what I could try to do is have you is maybe like scaring the um, like the soldier, right? And then maybe let go of you, and you can try running away. But if you don't want me to change anything, I won't do anything. This is literally your life. This is literally your past, and I'm not going to overstep. If I run away, though, I wouldn't be trained, and then we wouldn't be here today. Like I said, it's up to you. Let's keep going forward. All right, we'll find out the whole truth here, Alsor. Let's find out. I guess we chase after that image. So you follow after Devon, who is dragging Kelsar into the next room where you had heard Kelsar's mother fighting him. As you go towards this room with the cyan light bleeding outward, you find yourselves stepping into an empty stone hallway. The cyan blue light is flooding this place. Kelsar, you recognize this as the Silver Shield headquarters. You can tell from the masonry you can see the emblems, the tapestries that are along the walls, depicting the greatness of Yagditha and the Order. You see there are these torches with the cyan blue flame that are dotting along the way. As you are all progressing down this path, you see there are these massive statues of these paladins who have existed in this Order that has transcended through time. You continue marching down until these statues are actually replaced with actual paladins. These paladins are lining the walls, standing steady, with their hands on their swords and shields raised. You see a young Kelsar walking through this procession of paladins, looking terrified, not understanding what's happening. At the very end of this procession where Kelsar ends up standing, you see this massive, radiant ball of blue cyan flame. It must be at least 40 feet tall. It is beyond anything what you've seen before. You are looking at this, this flame, this god. You are looking at an actual god that is emanating power and the voice of Yegditha booms through this hallway to Kelsar. He was ready. Elsa, it is time for you to be rid of this Sora. I'm, I'm sorry that I must do this to you. But believe me when I say that it is truly for the good of this universe and all who exist inside of it. This energy ripples out, this fire coats this young boy. As he screams out in pain, sigils appear on Kelsar's forehead. His eyes light up with the blue flames. As you watch as Kelsar's destiny of being a vessel for Yegditha is slowly being fulfilled. Kelsar, your memories are starting to flood back. You see bits and pieces, fragments coming through, dinners that you spent with your family, times you pretended to be a hero in the woods. You remember bits of times with your grandmother, with other people in the village. But it's all so fragmented as you're watching the other Kelsar have his memories sealed, twisted and turned. The seal on your mind finally cracking and breaking as Yegditha no longer has the hold on you he once did. You stare at this god as they corrupt your mind in the past, and your mind now in the present is being freed. The flames stop. The hallway is empty. You're all standing there with no one else here. You see the sigils from Kalsar's head slowly fade. Oh, I remember now. My, my character remembers everything now? It's all there but your brain has to process it, so it's like you have it fragmented at the moment. But I do know that 
part of what the Silver Shield did and what my parents really are. Yeah. Everything you saw today, you have clear memories of. You have memories of when Bordon reached out to you. You have memories when the Order had attacked your village. You know everything that had happened. <sighs> and it's, it's now clear in your mind. I'm remembering some things. <sighs> they took my memories. You mean like the Silver Shield? Yeah. <sighs> it seems God. like... You were their plan all along. Family. Is there another door I can keep going to find out more? Where Yegditha was, this large alcove, you see there is a door that appears as you mention it, and it's this old wooden-looking door. Very worn. There's a brass doorknob. Let's keep going. All right. Let's do it. You step through this door, and you're all met with the scent of wildflowers. The sunlight gleams bright. The sky is a cloudy blue. You look around and see there's this small wooden house that's set up. You see there's a garden off to the side of it. There's a a table outside with a couple chairs. You see that... Looking around, the rest of the village is in its proper state. You see all the houses are decorated with beautiful imagery. This humble village has once more reached its prime. The ground is no longer covered in soot, ash, and blood. Now it's grass and well-worn paths. You see the well is standing there in the center of the village. There's small little shops, and you watch as these Nephilim wander to and fro, speaking with one another. I think... I think this was my home. I thought we literally saw your past. This this has to be... This is my true home. I think... That if you stop, like, doubting the idea, no, not like doubting the idea, but like, if you consolidate the idea that this is your home, it will probably help your memories, because then you'll have a foundation for them. Can I go explore the town, see where my house was? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I do that. If I remember where my house is would i remember where my house is at this point or it takes a little bit you're wandering you're recognizing little things here and there like oh that's one of the flower pots that i accidentally knocked over one time when i was playing and another one of the villagers had to restore it using magic or i remember that tree i used to climb up there all the time and pretend that i was this great archer shooting off arrows at the enemies and You're going through this village, and bits and pieces are coming back to you. Familiar faces are looking at you and walking past, just giving you a quick smile as they're on their way. And you finally find it. Your home. The home that you would practice sword fighting outside with your father. The home where your mother would teach you essential survival skills as well as read to you, teach you music, and just help you grow into the tiefling that you were meant to be. And you see, sitting outside, there's this table that's set up, and a few chairs around it. You see your grandmother, your father, and your mother, and they're looking over at you. I guess I go up and approach them. Hi, um, I don't know if you know who I am, but my name is Kalsar. As you say this and you approach your family, they stare at you with warm smiles, and your father pulls a chair out for you. Your mother says, Of course we know who you are. We've been watching you this whole time, Kalsar. You have? But... I, I, I don't remember... There's so much that... 
I don't understand. And was... What happened to me? What happened to my memories? Your father makes a pained face as he looks up at you. We couldn't defend you. We couldn't keep you safe. The Order took you and they... They took your memories. I'm sorry, son. So... All the... All the... My whole life, the, the history of all the abuse from... My, my so-called... My, my so-called family... Was that all a lie? Your mother... It's trying to muster up a, a straight face as you watch as tears well up in her eyes. They took everything from you, Kalsar. They needed you to hate us so that you wouldn't hate them. So that you would do their mission for them. They stole my son in every way possible. This whole time, I... My whole life, this whole time, I hated every single one of you, and it was all for nothing. Your family stands up. Your father, your mother, your grandmother, they all go to you, and they hold you while you're just being hit with this <laughs> wave after wave. Just there's so much emotion to process. It's overwhelming. And these memories, these fragments are coming at you at such high speed. It's so much to take in. It's so much to think about. Your chest is heavy. Your legs feel weak. Your brain is swimming with new memories. And your family holds you. Silver Shield. <laughs> they killed you, didn't they? You hear your grandmother. Yes, Kalsar. They did. Damn it! <laughs> All because of me! family holds you for a few minutes you're letting all this out and your father and mother are the first to break the embrace while your grandmother is still helping support you you look over and your parents are standing there and in one hand your father is holding this black energy in one hand your mother is holding this white energy your mother says to you Kelsar you are finally able to have a choice in the matter you do not have to just follow what Yegditha wants of you you can break free Yegditha told you that there was the prophecy of you being a vessel for him and that much is true but there's a prophecy that you were going to be the Nephilim that would help our people, that would free us, that would give us a home. And we believe that. We still do. You can take our power. You can take the power of everyone in this village. You can use the Nephilim's ability and cast aside what Yegditha has forced into you. This is your choice, Kelsar. And their hands move together. So as they are like, you know, putting those two energies together, I sort of like protect myself, you know, like... Puts up a golden arm. Yeah, exactly. Like waiting for the worst. So as you two brace yourselves for something terrible to happen, as there's been far too much of it lately, 
their hands come together and you watch as this necrotic and radiant energy swirl and you expect an explosion because the laws of magic say that these two energies cannot coexist but you see the power of the nephilim you watch as the powers of life and death swirl and dance in this chaotic storm you see them control and manipulate both these spectrums of energy without any issue your father looks to you kelsar are you ready to accept this path do you want to move away from what Gegditha is offering you and accept the power of our people? Yeah. Yeah, I do. The Silver Shield took everything from me. Took my identity. Took my people. And it took my family. I will honor both of your memories and I will fight Yagditha I accept that power you reach out and shove your hand into this swirling <sighs> vortex of energy and it rips through your body <sighs> you feel as the flames are being pushed out the power is leaving you through your fingers, through your eyes, through your mouth. You feel it ripping apart out of your body as Yegditha is being forced out of you. And this new energy is flowing in. It feels like your whole body is about to explode. There's so much raw power flowing in and out. And suddenly rippling away from you is this identical version of you, this Kalsar, but wreathed in blue flames. Their hair is blue flames, their eyes, everything. This other Kalsar is standing there now. This Yegditha. You collapse to the ground for a moment, down to one knee. Your parents put hands on either of your shoulders. You look up at them and look over to this duplicate form of yourself. And your mother says, It's time, Kelsar. It's time for you to finally vanquish this god. You can do this alone and with your friends, but it must be done. My snap reaction would be to run up and take out my uh, trident and hold it at the throat of this cerulean blue calcer that popped out. Okay, what I'm going to do is, I don't know if I'll be able to, but considering that I probably read about possessions before, I would like to reach out, you know, like to my memories to see, like in these situations where I like when like the possessing creature leaves the body the host if he's the one that's supposed to fight the creature you know if he's like fit to fight if he should fight the creature on his own or if if you know like people usually help the host roll me a religion check so i got 20 so you know there are times where a host has been drained or just incapable of fighting and other people can slay the creature. But you also know if the host loses here, more than likely the host's soul will be consumed and they'll be gone forever and the creature will have their body. I'll be ready, you know, but if Kelsar says like anything about, you know, like if he mentions, I want to do this on my own, then I would oblige. So Kelsar... You rise to your feet. You look to your family. You look to your friends. And you look to your captor, Yegditha. The being you trusted 
For so many years, the being you thought had raised you to do right, the one who held your body captive, well, you fought in this war. And now you must make that choice. The poor, I guess no longer tiefling, the poor Nephilim never gets a break. It's one thing after another, you know, that every time Kelsar's like, today's the day, don't worry friends, I'm here with you. It's just, boom, hits him right again. Oh, the, the poor guy. Hopefully once this is all done, they can just relax, you know, like, actually just relax. Oh. Well, travelers, at least Kelsar has Borodon with them and Draxir, else. I, I don't think Kelsar would have made it this far, honestly. There is some heavy stuff that, that Nephilim is going through. If you've enjoyed our, our story here, be sure to hop on over to the Podchaser or the Etunes and leave us a review. It helps a lot getting our show noticed, and also it, it really inspires the people here at Battle of the Seven Dice. And if you want to hear more good tales from us, you can head on over to our Patreon, where we have a number of different audio drama tales and one-shots and character audio journals. And even at the moment, we're doing a choose-your-own-adventure audio drama that's linking with the, the show that's going on right now on the Twitch. Yes, Twitch. The Rise of Nyarlathotep. So there's a lot of interactive fun going on there. Be sure to check it on out. All right, travelers, make sure you stick around near the end. There's a promo for Chasm Quest. They're a wonderful, very funny, uh, another bardic group that uh, tells a tale of, of people traveling to new lands, great hijinks, and frightening creatures that live within the ice. Until next time, travelers, I shall go finish my slurpy. I bid you all... Hi, we're Chasm Quest. Come with us as we voyage across the Chasm Sea and into a heroic adventure into a new world. The quest is dangerous. I want to ride that sword down his body, like, just, like split him in half. Mysterious. There's something about the new lens. There's nothing that can prepare us for what's to come. And very, very rowdy. We lick each other's nostrils. <laughs> Listen to Chasm Quest all one word. Everywhere podcasts are streamed. Now, let's set sail.